My name is Davis, and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever. So if no one's ever told you, let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted, that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms, and don't ever let anyone take that from you. Now, if you ask someone stuck in the past, they tell you what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day, all because we chose life over type 2, and these are our stories. Now, on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives and the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So if you haven't already, go ahead and like, subscribe, share this information, and let's get on with the show. Hey, it's Davis. Are you a type 2 diabetic? Have you ever gone from like diet to diet, you know, with like these different ups and downs, and in the end, you just wanted the freedom to be yourself, right? Or maybe you're like me, where you've, you know, gone online, and you watch all these other people like Facebook groups or on the internet or whatever, completely turn a page, turn their lives around, and you're like wondering, like, Man, when's it finally going to be my turn, right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21-day free blood sugar challenge. That's right. It's a free 21-day blood sugar challenge, and you can get it right now at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. That's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. In it, I reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else. Everything from like the highlighter trick that I use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache, the strain, or any of the pressure and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of these other people are going through with those diets, right? At the same time, I show you everything from like how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting whatsoever. And I even show you the three-step A1C shortcut. And you can get it all right now for free at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. So, if you've ever gone like from diet to diet to diet to diet to diet, um, what we're going to be doing right now is covering a lot of the pros and cons as well as some really simple foundational pieces that you'll find across the board to make it that much easier for you. And to be totally honest, it's a hard, it's a huge, not hard, it's a huge part of the reason why I'm able to um, basically get into all these different diets quickly, you know, um, get all the benefits out of them, but at the same time, how and why I'm not stuck with a lot of the headaches that a lot of people find inside of these diets. Now, keep in mind, again, I am not, um, I am not a, uh, a dietitian. I am not a doctor. Any and all changes that come from your, the foods that you eat, the exercise or whatever should always come from your doctor's care. All right, so let's get right into it. So um, let me kind of start this where I all started off. Um, I basically started off, you know, when I was diagnosed, I started off, uh, you know, uh, uh, vegan. Okay. A buddy of mine by the name of Dave was like, dude, Davis, uh, you know, have you seen some of these documentaries online? And I'm like, 
nah, you know what I mean? Like, no, not really. And he introduced me to, um, to Netflix. Okay. Like I didn't have a Netflix account back then. This is back in like 2011. Okay. If you go on there now, there's all these other different diet documentaries. There's, um, you know, there's the, uh, there's the paleo way for paleo. There's the magic pill for keto. Right. But back then, back in 2011, the only kind that there ever was, was vegan. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to be totally transparent. Um, again, I'm not giving dietary advice. I'm literally just going to lay it all out on the line in the hopes that it helps someone else in my position. Okay, here we go. So, um, all I'm doing here is, so I, I ate, I went vegan. Okay. Um, there was a bunch of different documentaries and it opened me up to a whole new world. This was the first time ever. Okay. Um, that I ever saw people attacking everything from like cancer, type two diabetes, um, you know, all these different ailments, they turn their health around and they only did it with food and food alone. Okay. And I was blown away. I'm like, dude, I see all the smiles on their faces. I see all these, you know, these, these doctors and these scientists and these just regular people, just like you and I sharing their stories. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I'm in there, right? Let's, let's do this. Let's dance. Right? So anyways, long story short, there were two documentaries that got me to take the leap. One where a gentleman did a 90 day juice fast. It is, um, Joe Cross's fat, sick and nearly dead. Okay. And another one called simply raw where type one and type two diabetics reverse their diabetic symptoms within 30 days doing a raw vegan diet. Okay. So basically, um, you know, long story short, I saw that I just, I went straight, I jumped like face first into it. Right. Um, I bought a juicer. Um, I bought a Breville from Sir Tab. Um, I ended up going and doing the whole, you know, raw vegan thing. And long story short, it kind of blew up in my face. Um, I was super, super stoked. Nothing wrong with, um, you know, with vegan. In fact, I, I have a lot of vegan meals. If you want to put a label on things here today, um, I just did not know what you were about to learn. Okay. So let's get into that. Okay. So, um, let me just kind of shortcut the whole thing for you. So I did vegan after that. Um, I was basically giving the talk. I went into slow carb, slow carb. Here's the premise on slow carb. Okay. Basically the only carbs that you're eating are going to be carbs that are obviously slow digesting. Now keep in mind that this is going to be for um, non-diabetics. And the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of beans. Okay. So instead of using bread, rice, uh, you know, tortillas or whatever, he uses, you know, low glycemic beans, like, you know, like black beans and stuff like that. So, um, obviously, um, you know, that can work extremely well for non-diabetics. However, you know, for me personally, um, it did help me. It actually gave me a big boost. Um, however, to be totally honest, because that was a big part of it, I love me some beans. I was always going to the you know Mexican place. Naturally, they make those with a bunch of lard. So yeah, I was probably eating like only Lord knows how many thousands of calories every day in beans. Okay, uh, that led me to uh, paleo. Okay, because it's basically like paleo with beans. Okay, um, that's when I ran into the work of you know a handful of people like um, um, Abel James. Huge shout out to Abel James. Okay, like Abel James, uh, Doctor Mark Sisson. Okay, um, along with a few other people like Chris Cresser and stuff like that. Okay. And long story short, um, did that for a while and actually did really, really well. Um, the only difference there is that I was putting so much of my hope into like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, really against any of the diets. Okay. But to be totally honest, I was always putting my hope and my faith in these different diets. I didn't know what foods were helping me, what foods weren't helping me. Um, I was just like, Hey, X, Y, Z diet's going to solve all my problems forever. And that's what I'm going to do. So I started there. Um, I got some really decent results. However, my A1C wasn't where I wanted it. I was still eating a bunch of um, sweet potatoes and some plantains. And so my A1C, um, drug free, I think it was maybe like six, two, six, four. Okay. And that's when I first considered keto now keto's everywhere. Okay. But please keep in mind, like this is like, this was a, a few years or a couple years before the bandwagon. 
okay? Like everyone jumped on the bandwagon. I don't mean that in a negative way whatsoever. Two keto, high five to everybody that's on keto, doing well with keto. Um, I'm still a huge fan, um, you know, of um, keto, for example, one of my goals next year is to run the LA Marathon. I will be fat adapted for that. However, um, you know, I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm at the point now where I don't necessarily need to live by it, okay? So, um, went on the keto at the time. My provider at the time um, didn't, you know, because it's it, this was before it was all over the news and the radio and the internet and like all over the newsstands and all this other stuff. My, uh, my provider at the time was like, no, ketoacidosis, don't do this diet. This is crazy. And, and she says that out of pure care, because one of her um, uh, patients, like a, like a week or a month prior, walked in with ketoacidosis. And so this was like fresh on her mind, fresh on her heart. Naturally, you know, the, uh, at that time, because not a lot of people knew about keto, um, it wasn't like, oh, hey, there's a huge difference between driving your blood sugars so low that you burn off pretty much almost, you know, the vast majority of the glycogen or of the, you know, the natural blood sugars in the system so much so that it flips a switch in the kidneys and causes us to burn fat, okay? That's, uh, you know, dietary or nutritional ketosis, right? Now, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm just giving you the layman's goofball monkey brain term that I understand, okay? The other version of ketoacidosis is the exact opposite, where basically the blood sugar goes so high, right? It goes so, so high that it spazzes the system. The system now releases, ke- the kidney now releases ketones into the bloodstream and you're basically releasing, you know, ketones kind of in the same manner, but the exact opposite. And it's because instead of being the blood sugar so low that it triggers ketosis, it's the opposite, whereas the blood sugar is so high. Bless your heart. She did not know that. I didn't know at the time how to explain any of that either. I didn't really know how to say, hey, here's XYZ case study or any of that stuff. Okay. Long story short, I did that. Then I went into zero carb. Um, I had gotten so fat adapted and nerded out on keto so much. I was like, you know what? Carbohydrates are the enemy. Okay. And I went into that and I freaking, I I went so far into that um, and high five to all my friends, uh, you know, that are zero carb, nothing wrong with zero carb, really nothing wrong with any of these diets as you'll see here shortly. Okay. There's just a faster way of, you know, kind of like really just kind of cutting the crap to be totally, totally honest. Okay. So essentially did all that. And when I went zero carb, it blew up in my face. I had zero carbohydrates and get this, I had high blood sugar. I'm like, how can I have high blood sugar when I wasn't intaking any sugars whatsoever? Like not even in sauces, not even any natural occurring sugars in vegetables or fruits. I mean like this, the, that, the name of the diet is actually zero carb. Now it's, you know, it's carnivore because it sounds cool. Carnivore. Um, but anyway, you know, that's what I did and it blew up in my face. Okay. And I did not understand why. Okay. So let me actually break down how and why and actually like bring the things together. Okay. So when I did these different diets, I couldn't help but notice and you probably like me where we find all these different people online saying, Hey, you know, look at the, uh, what is it? The China study. And then look at the, you know, the, uh, the, um, the, um, the Maasai or the native, uh, you know, the native Americans, the Alaskans or whatnot. Right. Um, the Eskimos and whatnot. And so, um, and I, for, I apologize, we shouldn't be calling them Eskimos. There is a better term that I am just not, it's not popping to my head. I know, Inuit, okay? The Inuit, right? Look at the Inuit population. They are able to eat high, um, you know, animal, um, you know, uh, amounts. And a lot of times because of the climate they're in, um, they don't even have any 
um, carbohydrates available, at least the Maasai do, you know, because it's seasonal, right? Uh, but a lot of times they will go without any carbohydrates and they thrive, right? They're like, oh, hey, look at their, you know, look at their, uh, look at their blood panel. They're like perfect and they can almost walk on water. And look, they learn how to break dance overnight or whatever, okay? And then same, obviously, when we go to the other side of the equation, right? When we look at the, um, you know, the vegan style or look at the, uh, you know, the, the China studies and all this other stuff, right? And I couldn't help but notice, like, um, this didn't really necessarily dawn on me when um, I actually just thought of two friends, okay? And um, it actually dawned on me one day when I came home from eating Korean barbecue, okay? So, like, when I go to Korean barbecue, I can get down like champ, okay? Like a champ. And one day, I went with my buddy Travin, okay? Travin is half Samoan, okay? If you have any friends that are Samoan, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Um, dude, like, when I, let me put it this way, okay? When I met the guy, it was like 2009 or something like that, right? 2009, I meet the guy and dude, this guy's jacked, okay? Like he's swole, dude. Like, and I go to shake his hand. You know how you do like the whole thing, right? Like, oh, hey, what's up, bro? You know what I mean? You do one of those. Dude, it was like smacking a cinder block, okay? Like it was like smacking concrete. When he makes a fist, it's like lunch boxes, okay? Like, dude, I love, you know, contact sports. I love martial arts or whatever. Imagine boxing, okay? Like I can get, I can like go to this guy and try to punch him as hard as I can, I might as well flick a booger at him, okay? Like, if he if he makes a fist and tries to punch me as hard as he can, like, I'm getting ready to meet Jesus, okay? Like, it's, it's like right around there. His thumb is like this big, okay? His wrist is like this. Like, dude, the guy's jacked. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember meeting him. It's so funny. I felt like an absolute moron because I'm like, uh, yeah, man. So, you know, nice handshake or whatever. I'm like, dude, do you play football like lift weights or and he's like no not really you know I'm like dude you got to spend a lot of time at the gym right like dude look at your shoulders and all this stuff. you know what I mean like dude like you're a brick you know and he's like oh yeah no no I haven't uh, you know I don't go to the gym and I'm like really I'm like dude do you play sports and all he's like yeah I'm like yeah football or rugby or something right and he's like no not really since high school and mind you like he's you know older gentleman right and I'm like dude what gives? And obviously he just didn't click like Davis, you know, like that's part of his genetics. Right. And so anyway, I'm like, dude, like what kids? I'm like, dude, well, you do, you said you played sports, right? Well, what do you play? Dude, the guy's like, yeah, I play uh, golf. And I'm like, dude, there's gotta be more. Right. And he's like, yeah, I play darts and backgammon or, uh, yeah. And I'm like, backgammon, like Hugh Hefner backgammon, like that little board game. Like that's not even a sport, dude. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. let me guess. Let me guess. You were a mason, right? You were a mason um, or you're like a steel worker, right? And he's like, no, I've been a finance professional this entire time, right? And I'm like looking at his hands and like, yeah, like he's got, he's got baby hands, right? Like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but he's all about that keyboard, right? Like he's never like, it's not all calloused up or anything like that. Like I've got baby calluses and that's going from the gym. Like, yeah, this guy is, you know, like his, his, his work is done with his brain. And I'm like, okay. And mind you, this guy, we would go out and eat or whatever. He doesn't work out and he's just swole, okay? He's jacked, okay? Another buddy of mine by the name of Tim, he's Vietnamese, okay? He's like 5'3", 108 pounds, carrying like a 150-pound bag of wet cement, okay? And I'm, obviously, I'm joking, okay? And when he makes a, a fist, it's like a golf ball. No, I'm totally kidding. But anyways, yeah, they're, two, they're on two totally different sides of the scale, right? And you're looking at each other like, dang, like, 
my buddy Tim, he's one of those guys where he can eat anything and almost get away with anything. And he doesn't work out and he stays skinny. Okay. My buddy Travin, he eats whatever. And it just, the dang near turns into muscle. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Right? Well, anyways, here's why this kind of comes to sense and why this probably might make sense to you as a type two diabetic. You see, when I was jumping from diet to diet, to diet, to diet, to diet, to diet, all these other people were like, look, you know, look at this epidemic, you know, this, uh, this epidemiology study and, and look at, you know, look at this case study of, you know, people in China and look at this case study of the people of the Maasai and look at these people, you know, that are, that are, uh, you know, that are the, uh, the Inuit, right? Like, look, they're able to eat all this fat and they're healthy. And until we, you know, until we introduce carbs, you know what I mean? It all went sideways. You know what I mean? Well, anyways, here's the part that they were all missing. And it didn't necessarily click with me until one day I went to, or one time I was in the Philippines. Okay. And here's what I mean. Okay. I was in the Philippines and my, uh, my, my grandma lives in a farming area. Okay. She's a farmer. High five to the farmers out there. Okay. And anyways, she, we, um, I'm, out, I'm with my cousin, Annie, we're walking back to her house and one of the neighbors comes by and she asks her, Hey, Annie, like, you know, can I borrow some, like, I think she borrowed some like salt and I think maybe some like sugar or like cream or milk or something like that. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, you know, like, okay, whatever. And I didn't think anything of it. And um, um, long story short, I'm like, dude, yeah, what was that all about? Because I didn't understand, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, she just kind of came by and asked for some, like, salt and, uh, you know, cream or whatever. I'm like, oh, why? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, they're mixing that with rice. And, you know, bless her hearts. Like, that's kind of all they can have right now uh, because, you know, they're kind of, like, going through hard times, right? Like, bless her hearts. Um, they're the farmer field workers. And all they could literally have was um, rice and a little bit of salt, like, that was their meal. Like, God bless him. Okay? Now, how goofy is this? Okay? Like, this kind of showed me just how first world I am and how, how goofball I was. Okay? Can you imagine how dumb I would look if these people came over? Okay? If these people came over and, um, you know, they're, they're starving. And all they have is a little bit of rice that they earned from working in the field. Right, because they probably had cash, but obviously they had to like pay for bills or whatever. Right, and then all they had was a little bit of salt. They had to literally borrow salt and maybe even like some cream or something from the neighbor in order to feed their family. Okay, can you imagine how like goofy that would look if I'm like, yeah, is that like paleo or is that like vegan or is that like keto? Like, imagine those people, because we're we're in a we're in a we're in a we're in a completely different timeline. Right. So imagine those like how dumb would I look? Right. So now imagine those people naked and in the rain. OK. Scattered across the world. OK. A um, hundred, two hundred, five hundred, a thousand years ago. OK. If they ran into whatever they can get their hands on and their family is hungry. I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but I would probably guess they're probably going to eat it. You know what I mean? I have a really hard time and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but part of me says if I am out looking for food, okay, I have a family. They're all naked or maybe they got a leaf, right? It's raining. It's cold. It's my job right now to find something, some sort of sustenance for them to put in their mouth. Look, I don't care if it's a pheasant. I don't care if it's hibernating animals, which would actually probably be like my favorite because if they're sleeping, like, God bless your hearts. Thank you, you guys are taking a nap. But we're probably going to, you know, we're probably going to massacre you guys and turn you guys into a meal. And not only is my family going to be saved, so thank you for your life. But at the same time, everyone around me who's probably famish famishing in my tribe or whatever is probably going to eat off of you too. 
okay? So thank you for your life, okay? At the same time, if it's springtime, okay, and dude, like there's mama bear with the cubs, right? And I'm naked with a stick, okay? I'm probably not going to fight a bear naked with a stick. However, if it's springtime and I look over and there's a bunch of like bushes and trees and some sort of sustenance that I can stick in my mouth that stops my family from starving, I'm probably going to do it. Okay, and that's one of the biggest things that I couldn't help that click with me that a lot of these people are missing. It just goes to show what mindset, what level of common sense that we're missing, or at least maybe I'm missing something. Okay, but I hope you can see that because here's the deal. Okay, how whenever we look at like, let's say my buddy Travis. Okay, who at the time we were going to everything from like all you can eat sushi. We were going out to like, you know, Hawaiian food. There was this Japanese supermarket slash um, eatery right across the street. And we would just get down every single day. Okay. Now, can you imagine if I went to him and was like, man, like, why can't I just eat whatever and just have it turn into muscle? Right. Or why can't I just look at my buddy Tim and be like, man, like, why can't I just stuff my face? And have a metabolism so high that it just burns or whatever. And why does why on, on Travis' side of the family, why do they almost all carry the same thing? And why does on Tim's side of the family, they all kind of carry the same thing too? Well, obviously, duh, Davis, right? They're pre or they're genetically predisposed. Okay? Genetically predisposed. So one of the biggest issues and one of the biggest headaches that I ever ran into was like, I hear this story or this documentary where someone was like, Hey, this civilization ate this way and this civilization eat that way. And this civilization eat that way. And then as goofy as I am, as hard headed as I am, it still did not click at least come full circle until I met the work or I started finding the work of a gentleman by the name of uh, Ben Greenfield. Okay. Ben Greenfield is an athlete. I really just started nerding out on his stuff because he just tries things over and over and over, constant experiment, or just playing, 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 playing with things. And the more that things stick and the more that things he appreciates, he just plays with it, plays the record. It's kind of like a song where you like it, you play it for a while. And hey, whether it's something that you always keep in your back pocket or just something that's awesome for now, whatever, right? Essentially, that's the same thing of how, um, you know, if you ever talk to any sort of type two diabetic that has ever crossed over, what you'll typically find is that it's actually kind of like the same thing. Okay. And here's what I mean. Okay. When I started listening to Ben Greenfield, I ran into the work of a doctor by the name of da uh, Dr. Dan, oh gosh, Dr. Dan Reardon, okay? Dr. Dan Reardon, okay? Now, if you are in the keto uh, circle or if you're in the paleo circle, you probably know the name, right? So for example, um, if you saw Dr. Ken Berry's um, video on like what I've learned, um, where he talks about, oh yeah, we did genetic testing. And for my wife, you know, this diet works better for her. And for him, you know, he works for the carnivore diet or whatever, right? The all meat diet. Now, why was that? Why was that? Oh, that's right. Because they went to a specialist that talked, that literally goes, uh, that ran a genetic test like Dr. Dan Reardon. Okay, that's what he specializes in. And literally, they're now just eating to what is what their body naturally will work with. And that's what Dr. Dan Reardon specializes in. Now I know that there's going to be a bunch of people that are like, Oh no, you know, this diet is the best thing ever. And whatever, like, look, I'm not here to fight any of that. Okay. More than anything, if you're anything like me, whether it be, um, you know, two, three, five years down the road, um, whether you just want to take it to the next level, whether you want to 
um, you know, do something different, whether you're sick of eating the same way every single day, every single meal for the rest of your life or whatever, to be totally honest, the, for the vast majority of us, I just don't see myself doing any quote unquote diet to be totally honest. Um, you know, anything for more than like five, 10 to 15 years, let alone the next 30, 40 or 50 years that I plan on living. Okay. And I say that because what's more important to me is the fact that if I can be that honest and transparent about eating with you now, okay, in the hopes that it can help actually help save somebody from not beating themselves up or wondering why this diet doesn't work for me or why did it used to work awesome and it sucks and they need to take it to the next level or maybe they need to change things up. The last thing I ever want to do is see somebody beat themselves up or un unfortunately a lot of, for a lot of us, when, we, when it comes to failure as type 2 diabetics, we all know that for a lot of us, unfortunately, failure is a pathway to ultimately us dying. Okay. And that's what I'm against. Okay. Not the diet. Okay. I'll celebrate any diet. First and foremost, let me tell you right now, if you're winning on any diet against this disease, high five, because that is what it's all about. Now, here and why I say is why it is now different and far more imperative to be a type two diabetic than any other time in history. Okay. And here's why. Okay. So when I was first diagnosed, it was 2011. Okay. Um, my family just came in, so no worries. You might hear a couple of little bit of pitter-patter in the background. No biggie, okay? At the same time, um, when I was first diagnosed, thanks. When I was first diagnosed, um, it was 2011, okay? And when my buddy Dave introduced me to those documentaries, um, you know, it was kind of like folklore. You know, like it was almost kind of like the story, almost like a mythical dragon. Like you almost hear about it, but you're like, how is this even real? Like it's inspiring and it makes you feel good my boy. Um, it makes you feel good. But at the same time, you're like, it's just out of reach. Okay. It was like, man, that's just a documentary. There's no way that I could talk to these people in the documentary. There's no way that any of this really kind of applies to me. I feel good when I see the story, hear the story, I can feel it in my gut, but like, it just wasn't real. Okay. Now it's different. Okay. Now if, with things like Facebook, with things like Instagram, with things like YouTube, we can literally go out there and find other people doing, you know, with the same exact thing that we have, which is type two diabetes and crushing it a multiple, like multiple different ways. Right? So for example, some people do well with paleo, Pritikins, the ADA protocol. I'm not really that big of a fan of it, but Hey, whatever. Right. Um, a Mediterranean keto, zero carb, vegan, vegetarian, um, whole 30. Like there's just so many different versions of it right? Pescatarian, whatever, right? And so now, okay, now is a different time, unlike any other, because with something like social media, which is why I'm sharing this with you and why I'm taking the story of other type two diabetics and lifting them up and putting it out there as fast as possible is because of this, okay? Now with things like Facebook and get this, websites like meetup.com, okay? So let's say you want to do vegetarian and you now want to get a hold of you know, your blood sugar or whatever, or you want to see another vegetarian or another keto or another low carb person that's doing it, you can literally go up onto something like meetup.com, search the local meetup. And if there's one in your area, especially if you live in a metropolitan area, they're usually having meetups either once a week, multiple times a week, multiple times a month. You can go there and shake the hand of the person that's in similar shoes and be like, dude, how did you do it? Like, what were the, you know, what were the challenges that you had? And what were the struggles that you had? How did you get over them? Like, how did you fix it now? Like, 
it's almost like walking into a room for for a test and you have like half the answers. It's like no longer a pop quiz or a surprise quiz because, well, a big a big you know a big portion or a big percentage of these answers or these surprises, you now have answers too, right? And now it gets even better. Okay, and here's what I mean. Okay, because for me, the easiest way that this all kind of came about, I have it here, was with this. Okay, with this. Okay, was with when I bought this. Uh, it's the it's the Precision Extra, and it's a ketone monitor. Okay, now you may have heard the story. Basically, here it goes. Being a total goofball, I bought the wrong strips. Okay, I bought this on Amazon. You know how you get the best deal when you buy big things in packages. I did. Okay. And I bought, I accidentally bought the wrong strips. Instead of buying ketone strips, I bought blood sugar strips. Okay, and to be totally honest, I was way too lazy to freaking return. I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna package this up and send it back. Like, what is it, like 50 bucks? I'll just eat the 50 bucks, whatever, right? And so anyways, I was just like, you know what, well, here's what I'll do. Since I'm gonna use this thing anyway, I might as well just use these strips, and then, you know, I'll just, you know, freaking buy the right strips after. Well, here's what ended up happening. At the time, I was tracking my macros with MyFitnessPal, and um, at the same time, I bought Dr. Bernstein's book, The Diabetes Solution, where he's kind of like, hey, you know, like, you know, um, at the end of the day, if your meds are going to be predicated on your blood sugar numbers, if your doctor is going to look at your blood sugar numbers, every, almost every other case study around the world for type 2 diabetics are predicated on blood sugar numbers. If insulin resistance, um, you know, people that are saying this and that about insulin resistance instead of showing us insulin resistance tests results, right? You do the old bait and switch, like, hey, here's insulin resistance. All right, cool. Show me test results. Like, uh, yeah, here's weight loss and here's the A1C results. And you're like, what? What's an A1C? Yeah, it's our blood sugar results, right? I'm not the brightest guy in the world. If, if all that stuff is going to point in that direction, I might as well look there too. And essentially what I ended up happening is, long story short, I started slipping on my macros um, because um, I literally just kind of stuffed my face. I overate one day. And I thought that my blood sugar was me through the roof just to find that it wasn't. And then by the time I started eating to my meter, I then found that my macros were all over the place. I was probably the farthest thing from keto. And not that a bad thing about keto. Um, it just, to be totally honest, it allowed me to now appreciate it at a higher level. Okay. And we'll definitely get into that in another podcast. Okay. But here's what I mean. Okay. If we can't afford to hire someone like Dr. Dan Reardon, who's right here in Los Angeles, okay? Um, you know, possibly within your own healthcare network, there might be someone else who does, you know, genetic studies and, um, you know, the matching, because basically what Dr. Reardon does, well, now he's more in the fitness space, um, but where I heard of him is basically, um, you know, he matches people instead of playing this, you know, try this diet, try that diet, try this diet, try that diet. He kind of shortcuts it all and says, hey, here's your genetic breakdown try this and for a lot of people he's able to turn it around really really quick okay so anyways if you're anything like me and you know even though i am in southern california i just don't know the gentleman i don't even know how much he charges anything like that i just use this okay the cool thing is is you might have a version that looks like this okay that might even come free with your healthcare provider okay um super simple and even if you don't um, the local drugs or the local supermarket, not even the drugstore, sells these for 20 bucks, okay? 20 bucks, okay? So anyway, simply by looking at my numbers, okay, all I did for the next 30 days, okay, if you haven't seen uh, my, my perfect blood sugar number test thing or, you know, the three secrets to shortcutting your A1C, 
Um, you can definitely watch that video. I literally show you how in 30 days, I literally eclipsed anything that I ever, any results that I ever got on any diet. Okay, and here's why. Okay, instead of following, and here's what, here are the mistakes, well, not the mistakes, but here's where I was doing a lot of learning, but at the same time, if I could be totally honest, I was kind of doing more chasing my tail. And here's what I mean. I say this respectfully because here I am sharing this on a podcast. I'm going to name off podcast. I'm gonna sh- here I am going to list off YouTube videos and I'm making a YouTube video. Okay. Um, at the time, I was doing everything from listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, buying books. Right. Um, I was like reading blog posts. I was like searching recipes, all this other stuff over and over and over. I was looking out. Okay. Going on Facebook groups and doing all this other stuff. Taking 30, 60, and 90 day moonshots when in a matter of seconds I could have had breakfast and figured something out and seen if it was working or not before lunch. Okay? I could have completely cut the crap. Okay? That fast. Okay? And here's what I mean by that. Okay? So... When I did the whole vegan thing, or even raw vegan, and with total respect to the vegan community, I'm part of a bunch of vegan communities to this day. Why? Because all diets, as you're going to probably find out, you know, as we mature and as we grow, just like all genres of music can have have something that can be appreciated. Same with every single diet. Okay, and I'll give you some examples here shortly. Okay, so when we look at, like, let's say for example, the whole vegan thing. Okay, here's how and why it blew up in my face. Okay, so at the time I thought that it was totally an animal byproduct thing. Okay, that animal products and byproducts were not only my issue, but that they were the bane of the human existence. That they were like the birth of all these different, uh, you know, all these different, uh, you know, cancers and uh, you know, metabolic diseases and all this other stuff. Okay, and. Uh, you know, I know that a lot of the people that um, maybe have made those documentaries, they probably meant well, okay? Um, at the same time, let's be honest, if we look at both sides of the scale, like both extremes, whether it's the eat, you know, only plants and avoid all animal proteins or eat all animal proteins, avoid 100% plants, we can obviously see that both sides have good on both sides and both sides obviously have their challenges as well, okay? Be fair to everybody, okay? Now, um, at the end of the day, here's what happened, okay? Because I was indoctrinated in thinking that, okay? Um, here's what I was doing. I was juicing a lot. Now, that, uh, that documentary, Fast, Sick, and Nearly Dead, he's drinking green juice. Now, green juice is phenomenal, okay? Low glycemic, low carbohydrate, very high in nutrient-dense, uh, you know, nutrient-dense uh, ingredients, okay? A lot of kale, um, what is it? Ginger. Uh, I think there's a little bit of garlic in there. There's a few other things. A lot of greens, and I think I think he puts like a green apple in there and like a lemon, just so you know your face doesn't melt when you drink the stuff. Okay, and that actually makes it taste decent. Okay. So, anyways, there's that. Okay. So I was drinking. Now let's look at let's break that down. How and why is that so important? Okay. <clears throat> so when I juice something, okay, here's the difference. Okay. When I eat something, I stick it in my mouth. I chew it up. Okay. I chew it up. I swallow it, okay? And there's, my body now has to break down what's called the fancy keyword, you know, the, uh, 
The scientific term is fiber matrix, okay? Basically, I throw it in my mouth, I chew it up, I swallow it. My body now has to work, okay? It has to burn energy, okay, to tear the fiber and the cells apart to open the cell and to get the simple sugar out of that cell, okay? The difference being is that when I'm juicing, well, guess what? That fiber matrix is gone, okay? So all those blood sugars, along with the vitamins and the nutrients, yes, however, those simple blood sugars, right? Fructose or whatever, goes right into the system, right into the bloodstream. There's almost like nothing holding it back, okay? Now, when you're doing like a juice fast, it's probably not all that bad because when we look at an A1C, an A1C is a what? To what? It is a average. And what do we learn in like fifth grade is an average, highs, lows, all the numbers in between, you add them all up, right? So what are the key words there? Highs and lows. So sure, you might see a little jump, but key word there, if you're juice fasting, and that is the only thing that you're putting in the system, naturally you're gonna have a bunch of lows which will then even out your average, okay? Now, at the same time, it's kind of like, um, here's what I also did, okay? At the same time, I thought it was an anti-animal thing. So anything in the produce aisle, I stuck it in my mouth. All the fruits, all the veggies, everything. Stuck it in my mouth, okay? To be totally honest, I was starving, okay? Like it just did not hold me over. Nothing wrong with, you know, the diet. Maybe I'm just pre-genetically predisposed. The same way that, you know, Travin is for one way, the same way that Maasai is for another, the same way that the Chinese might be for another, the same way that my friend Tim might be for another, the same way that Dr. Dan Reardon specializes in helping people with their genetics, okay, and eating to their genetics, okay? So anyways, um, I thought there was an animal, you know, all animal or anti-animal thing, so um, one day I was at the uh, health food store looking for something to eat. I was starving all the, tri all the time. I tried everything from like raw asparagus, um, um, broccoli, uh, cauliflower, all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, like this is driving me nuts. I, have ended up, I ended up walking into some like the nut aisle, okay? At the time, I didn't know any better. I thought it had to be raw vegan. So I was just like, no, dude, like I don't want these nut things because they cook those. Like I don't want that, right? And at the same time, I ended up folding. I was like, oh gosh, like I was so hungry. Let me, I think I tried raw almonds. I tried some kind of raw nut and that's what kind of bridged me over. I'm like, okay, well, the cooked ones can't be that much worse, right? And the next thing you know, I'm eating like nut butters, okay? Okay, when I go in to my test, for my blood panel test, I'm stoked, okay? Literally, I walk in there, I'm super stoked. Um, Michelle, my wife, works in the back. I walk up to the front desk in the lobby where there's all these people, okay? And I asked to have Michelle brought in from the back, okay? Now, she, um, you know, one of her coworkers recognizes me. She's like, D, what's up, dude? She's like, whoa, you lost a little bit of weight. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing this whole vegan thing. This is freaking awesome. Woo, you know, high five. I'm stoked, okay, stoked. Dancing, right? Like, yeah, I'm awesome, right? Dude, when they call me back, Okay, mind you, like my provider, when this was all happening, because I showed up early, that's how stoked I was, okay? I'm usually the guy that's late for everything, okay? I showed up early this day, miraculously, okay? When I get called back, it's almost like I'm getting like a raise, or I'm gonna meet the president, or I'm getting like the new keys to my new car, or new house, or whatever, right? I'm stoked, right? Chest is up, shoulders back, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Anyways, I get back there, and uh, bless my provider's heart at the time, she did not know I did all this, she did not know that I was prancing all around, or whatever, I just got my name called, so I walked back, right? 
And uh, yeah, so um, she's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, starts off like normal, right? It's like, hey, how are the kids? How is Michelle and all this other stuff? And like, sure, sure, sure. And I'm just like, come on, come on, get, get to the good stuff, right? And she's like, yeah, um, yeah, your blood sugar is high and so are your triglycerides. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, dude, say that again? And she's like, yeah, your blood sugar is high and so are your triglycerides. And I'm like, ah, what the heck, dude, right? Long story short, I run out of there like an absolute idiot, like a total monkey with my tail between my legs, and I ran out of there, okay? Now, let's break that down. How and why did that happen, okay? So, number one, we understand what happened with the juice, okay? Number two, here's what also what happened, okay? Um, a lot of times, I was, I was eating a lot of juice because I thought it was an anti-animal thing, okay? And I bought this expensive juicer. I went to this gourmet shop called Sur La Tab, and I bought a Breville, Okay? In fact, if you ever see that movie, I bought the uh, unit that's higher than what he had in the movie. I had to like, you know, one up him or whatever, right? So I bought, I bought, I bought a higher-end Breville. And uh, next thing you know, I go out and I just started, I thought because it was an anti-animal thing, I bought everything, okay? I started going to farmers in the markets. Anything I could put through that juicer, I did, including, including pineapple. Um, I'd slice mangoes up and throw that in there. Um, I would throw anything I could in there, every fruit, a bunch of different apples, anything I can get my hands on. Okay. Cause like this thing has a motor. I mean, you could put a puppy through that thing. It'll go right. Oh gosh, that sounds gross. But anyways, you could put a brick through it and it'll go through there. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I juiced everything. Okay. And so, yeah, all those natural blood sugars, you know, all those natural sugars went right to my system. Okay. At the same time, I ate a lot of default foods. Okay. A lot of times my, one of my favorite default foods back then was carrots and hummus. Okay. So let's break that down. Okay. What is a carrot? It's a root vegetable. Okay. At the same time, it's pretty decent in carbohydrates. Not super crazy. When I was, um, you know, when I was doing like the whole keto thing, I was super paranoid about that. Um, if you really want a really big cure for paranoia, um, this is what kind of helped me. Hopefully it can help you too. Right. Um, so anyways, um, I had a bunch of carrots. It's a root vegetable, also pretty decent in carbohydrates and hummus. Okay, let's break down. What's hummus? Okay, it's a tahini. It is olive oil, uh, garlic. Um, I think, is it oregano? No, um, tarragon, I think it is, and some seasonings, right? And garbanzo beans. Okay, like what's a garbanzo bean? Okay, if you put one between your fingers and squish it, okay, it's a little bag of starch. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen when you give a type 2 diabetic a bunch of carbs, a bunch of starch, you mix it with sugar and a little bit of fat, and you wash it all down with even more straight sugar with nothing stopping it from going to the bloodstream. Of course, my blood sugars were going to be high. Okay, of course, my triglycerides were going to be high. Okay, when that blew up in my face, uh, you know, I, there's no way that I can even come closely remote even believe that it was anything to do with animals at that point. Why? 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 Because like I abstained from animals like they were Satan and it blew up in my face. Okay. So that was that. Am I saying there's anything wrong with that? No. Cause I'm going to show you how to shortcut all that here in a second. Okay. Um, at the same time, when I go to the, to be totally fair to everybody, when I went to the completely opposite side of the extreme and I did zero carb. Okay. When I started zero carb, I went keto slash zero carb. Okay. So I ate a lot of steak. Okay. A lot of chicken, a lot of stuff, but at the same time, in order to keep my macros in order, um, I ended up falling in love with these pork rinds. Okay. Like the kind that you get from the Spanish place, dude. And if you get those things fresh out of the fryer, it's like, it's like super bacon. Okay. And I know it might sound gross, but it just tastes phenomenal. Same way if you have a small sliver of bacon, 
take that unctuousness and t times it by like 100. It's phenomenal and I would stuff my face, okay? Now, I did not know this and here's why I say I still have nothing but love for both the vegans and the zero carb and the paleo and the keto and whatever, okay? Because to be totally honest, it was a zero carber that actually helped me. It was a blog by the name of Zero Carb Zen, okay? Zero Carb Zen. In fact, they have a Facebook group. If you are watching this on Facebook, they have a super supportive Facebook group that is called Principia Carnivora. And what's different from their Facebook group versus some of the other zero carb groups that I'm in. So if you've ever been in a zero carb group, they're all like, you know, all hail diet guru guy. Ah, you know what I mean? Which is totally cool. Um, I like Sean Baker's work. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily agree with everything, obviously. Um, but at the same time, like they have like smaller versions of that. Okay. Where like the, uh, you know, like the, the Facebook moderators are like the apostles or like the second coolest thing to Christ or something. And like, they just, you know, rule with an iron stick. And like, if you don't follow their way, if you don't like, you know, snuffle up to them or whatever, you suck and you're booted or whatever. Okay. Um, what I like about Principia Carnivora, it actually started with a lady, a woman. Her story was, is that out of her own health, out of her own needs, she was forced to go out and test, you know, different foods, diet to diet to diet to specifically foods. And she just found out that for whatever reason, her body works well, you know, with, you know, with, uh, with meat and meat only. Now, is it fair to her to throw rocks at her because she's a woman and her body responds a particular way? Like, no, that's stupid, right? Especially when we have like a, a metabolic disease, like type two diabetes that kills people. And let's say we're doing well on like keto or we'll, we're doing well on like Mediterranean or whatever. And someone, you know, tries a different diet. It doesn't work out or they try our diet and it doesn't work out or whatever. And maybe it's their body or their genetics that don't agree with it. Is it their fault? No. Are they dumb? No. Are they idiots? No. Can we, should we be throwing rocks at them? No. No. You know? And here's why I also say that, okay? So now that we have the ability to put everything out there and call it for what it is, okay? Especially with these, okay? Especially with these, okay? Um... The beautiful thing about that is that there's now even a version is called the Freestyle Libre, okay? And they're not paying me to say this. I'm not advertising for them. But basically what it is is you push a button. Instead of, uh, you know, um, testing yourself, like, uh, you know, tipping yourself and, you know, um, taking a look at the blood every so often, you can literally just, it's almost like the, what the Type 1s have, and you basically just push a button and you get a live reading right then and there, right? And I... The best way that I can ever explain it is the same way that a, a friend of mine named Jennifer Kleiman, huge shouts out to Jennifer. If you see this, I absolutely love you. You're my sister from another mister. Um, she is one of the moderators of the Keto Science Alliance group. It's a, a keto group of well over 100,000 people, probably one of the most supportive groups out there. Love her, love everything that they do. And um, huge, you know, just love to those people. And they were actually one of the first outlets that just kind of let me express um, some of the things that I saw, you know, on both sides. And so, yeah, I love them. Anyways, um, um, what she told me was kind of like this because she actually did it. And she's like, Davis, it's kind of like this. Because the way that I was always explaining it to other people was like, man, like for the longest time, every diet that I did had me paranoid. 
okay, had me super, super paranoid, okay? Like, first, I was paranoid of fat. Like, ah, fats are crazy. Obviously, it's common sense now. If you go to a health food store, right, we see, like, garlic oil, right? Like, garlic oil supplements, fish oil supplements. Why? Because that oil is, like, good for, you know, the, the nutrients um, along with what's inside that oil is good for the heart. What's oil? It's not water, right? It's a fat, right? Uh, for example, we now learn that there's fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K, right? And other healthy fats help with the uptake of those fat-soluble vitamins, foods like walnuts, avocados, salmon, chia seeds. Anyways, um, you know, obviously it's not the 80s anymore, right? And so I say all of that because now we have the ability to, 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 to really cut the crap on that level of paranoia. When I did the whole... Uh, zero carb thing. Oh yeah, back to that real quick. Zero carb zen. There's a blog post called Zero Carb Zen and Look Under Pork. Okay, and what she writes is something along the lines of how people in that group um, who ate pork, fresh pork, okay, had blood sugars as high as 175 on a zero carb diet. Not only were they having high blood sugars, they also had high uh, instances or high inflammation okay so we all know now with you know what we're learning today inflammation is huge right huge 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 as far as you know people having like um, you know coronary disease and all this other stuff even more so meaningful for us as type 2 diabetics right well dude that's how and why i had high blood sugars although i had zero sugar in any of my food okay and high inflammation markers Okay, um, literally my triglycerides were high. Everything was crazy across the board um, when I did that. And so a huge thank you to that group um, and to, you know, to the author of the blog, Zero Carbs In. Okay, um, now here's the thing. Um, and that's why I say like now is the best time more than ever because that paranoia for a lot of us doesn't have to exist anymore. Okay, now keep in mind, I'm saying this 100% with the fact that um, you should be doing any sort of changes with your doctor, okay? At the same time, what do we all know? Something like this, okay, can completely shortcut the entire thing. And even if you don't like using these, okay, back to what my sister Jennifer Kleiman was saying, she goes, Davis, she goes, I forgot how she said it, but basically in the premise of, you know what, like, if we're all in the dark about, you know, being paranoid of carbohydrates, being paranoid because obviously not all carbohydrates are the same, right? Being paranoid of fat, being paranoid of this, that, or the other, right? And she goes, dude, all I was saying was turn on the lights, right? And she goes, Davis, which is basically like this, right? So imagine if, if uh, for example, when I did the whole juicing thing and, and all animal products are stupid or whatever, look, I have nothing wrong with the vegan community whatsoever, the problem that I have, to be totally honest, is this. When I was, when I bit into that whole thing, whatever you want to call it, you know, science, folklore, whatever, one side of the opinion, forgetting about the other side, whatever, um, and I don't mean that in a negative way, right? Because obviously we can use a Google search tab to find the positives and the negatives on both sides, right? When we look at that, and we're that honest with one another, okay? If I would have tried juicing and eating all these fruits, and if I would have simply tested myself at breakfast 
and found out what was happening before lunch. I probably wouldn't have been doing that over and over and over. Now, when I say that, obviously, a cucumber is going to uh, uh, affect my blood sugar different from a banana, okay? You give me a banana, you might as well light, you know, a lighter on the fuse and watch my blood sugar skyrocket, okay? It's like a little model rocket, okay? A cucumber, um, I can eat a bunch of cucumber, my blood sugar ain't going anywhere, okay? Has nothing to do with the diet, has everything to do with cutting the crap, okay? Um, the other part of that there now, what Jennifer was saying, she goes, Davis, with this whole freestyle thing, because you can keep just pushing the button over and over and over and over and over, she goes, it's literally like the difference between being in a dark room and taking a picture with a flash so you can see everything going on around you. That is like what this is, okay? That is what like this is, okay? That's what I do. Okay, I'm not even totally hip to the game, okay? What she says is that, dude, by the time you get this freestyle Libre thing, it's like just walking over to the wall and turning on the light switch, and now the lights are on for the entire room, okay? And that's why I say it is so, like now is the best time ever, okay? Because can you imagine, okay? Now here's why I say this. I am talking to a gentleman by the name um, of George. I really want to get this guy on. Huge inspiration and um essentially i know he's not the only one which is why it's so important for me to share his story you see he was with a dog he 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 was following the uh the directions that an original doctor had given him okay and the doctor meant well the doctor meant really well okay the doctor was like hey look he gave she she uh he i think it was a, a male doctor gave my buddy george the talk George heard that and was like, you know what? I don't want to die like that in front of my family. I don't want to go through this. Yes, you give me directions, I will do. So, you know, he points George in the chest the same way that George was telling me. And he goes, look, awesome. You are going to have this oatmeal. You are going to have this piece of toast. You are going to have this, that, and the other. And you're going to cut calories and do all this other stuff, okay? And what essentially happened is, you know, I, we all know that doctor probably said that out of the care of his heart, okay? Unfortunately, the foods that he, were given, he was giving him was like old school 80s stuff, low fat, high carbohydrate, high insulin, like highly insulinemic, okay? And high blood sugar causing foods, okay? Like, dude, oatmeal? <laughs> like, yikes, you know what I mean? So he takes this stuff, God bless his doctor, Long story short, follows directions, loses weight, and finds himself now needing to go to dialysis. When he now gets told that he has to go to dialysis, he gets, I believe, and I don't want to say it wrong, I believe he got a new doctor to give him like a, those referral things, you know, like when the doctor talks to another doctor and like, oh, hey, you need to talk to this specialist because whatever, right? Well, anyways, respectfully, um, I don't remember if it happened that way or if it happened because, oh, no, I think it did happen that way um, where he basically gets a new doctor and the new doctor's like, what are you eating? That new doctor's like, no. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. Like, he switches up his, di his diet, okay? And good for him, okay? Good for him, okay? Um, and that's why I say that because, man, like, 
George is such a good guy, which is a huge reason why it's priceless to me and so meaningful to me to now go out and uh, share his story. Um, I, I'm trying my darndest, I promise you, to, to interview him and put him on the podcast as well um, because, you know, it was a different time. It was a different time, you know. Um, I, I sincerely believe as a type 2 diabetic, there's nothing that should ever hold you back from achieving the highest level of health that you should ever get. I don't think there's anything that should ever hold you back or keep you blind, dumb, and ignorant to anything that can ultimately help you and empower you and turn everything around, which is why I'm a big fan of this. I'll tell you right now, as a type 2 diabetic especially, or really is just a guy um, who is morbidly obese and really just completely insecure and had a low self-esteem because I was always the token fat kid and would beat up on myself and throw rocks at other people that I saw doing good because of my own low self-esteem and all this other stuff. I'll tell you right now, part of the biggest reason why when I say that when I bought this, it was probably one of my biggest mistakes, but one of my biggest wins ever, okay, is because when I started to actually look at my blood sugar, the more that I started to look at it and I would see little improvements, that was it. That was like, yo, like, it's working, right? Like, my ideas, let me tell you right now, okay? Like, your, your ideas, what you're learning, your emotions, your past things are precious, man. Like, they mean something, okay? They're priceless, okay? Like, what you feel about what you want to try and all this other stuff, like, is priceless. If no one's ever told you that, Okay? And naturally, obviously, with your doctor, feel free. As long as your doctor gives you that okay, you should test a lot of those ideas. Okay? And don't ever be afraid to ask questions. Okay? Um, but yeah, man, that's it. So that is today's uh, podcast. I hope that serves you absolutely well. If you'd like show notes, go ahead and go to lifeovertype2.com backslash episode two. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com episode two. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Later.